What's up, everybody, and welcome to the podcast, Dog Mom Mentality, where we strive to play with dogs and not emotions. I am your virtual bestie, Caroline, and I have my furry friend here, Layla, and we are going to give you a break from your day to talk about all things dogs and emotional well-being. If you have ever been emotionally affected by your dog, then this is the podcast for you. Hello, and welcome back to another episode, another solo episode that is. I hope you aren't sick of me yet with these solo episodes because we obviously have this one and then maybe one more and then we'll get back to guests. But I've really enjoyed doing these solo episodes just kind of like a stream of consciousness with obviously topics on the forefront of my mind throughout the whole episode, but I really liked just kind of talking and processing and it's been just a really, really nice experience. And I, I, it's made me realize how much that like, I love sharing my experiences, talking about my experiences, doing kind of like the whole processing thing while I'm going through it and giving kind of like the, the, this is the shit I was going through this is what I did and then here's where I'm at now with it and I don't know it's like a really cool thing for me and I've kind of fallen back in love with like doing solo episodes so I don't know maybe you'll get a lot more here in the future typically it's like every fourth or fifth episode is a solo episode and then the rest are guests and honestly I've just had my focus on other things besides getting people on the podcast as a guest and doing the outreach messages, emails, all of that fun stuff. I've had my focus on um, some other things, some personal stuff, other things within dog mom mentality. And so it's been just a little bit easier to hop on the mic myself instead of doing the outreach for guests. But I just did a big, big message email send out to people who have been wanting to be guests, who have been requested by other people, who are going to be a part of the different series that I want to do. And so you'll be getting some guest episodes here in the future. But for now, it is me, myself, and I talking into the microphone to you. And what I'm going to talk about today, I've never shared outwardly on social media. I've talked about it in messages to people and have maybe sprinkled in part of it here and there, but I don't think I've ever just given like the full story of how Layla changed my mind about having kids. And so this is going to be a really like, like a big like you're going to get a backstory of how I grew up my life and you're going to see how her emotions or her, her behaviors really affected my emotions and mental health in such a dramatic way. And then how I moved through that to where I am today. And it's been on my mind a lot recently because I've gone off birth control and I've had thoughts and feelings and, questions from or opinions even from other people 
about getting off birth control and like what is next in this journey of life you know what I mean by by like societal standards so to start off I'm gonna give a brief recap of last week's episode because I think it really ties into kind of how I grew up and my thoughts about having kids and it's all about that like fear driving my behavior and so if you didn't listen to last week's episode it was about how people pleasing and the fear of disappointing people and uh, the fear of like not meeting societal standards has really driven a lot of my choices and decisions in life and how it's honestly kind of controlled me in in a way and I'm trying to break free of that I'm you know working on setting boundaries in various areas and I'm working on people pleasing and that's all gotten a lot better but you know for the first I would say 21 or 22 years of my life so I'm gonna be 26 in May so I would say up until I was probably like 22 that people pleasing was like a huge part of was I 22 wait maybe like 23 or 24 how old am I I'm gonna be 26 okay so probably until I was like 23 (laughs) um people pleasing just like really drove a lot of my my behaviors and my thoughts and controlled me in in a way and you know part of me figuring out all of this and moving past it was because of Layla and I had to learn how to set boundaries with her and that made me feel a little bit more confident to set boundaries with other people and then that made me feel confident to set boundaries in bigger areas of my life and it's really taught me to stand up for myself and learn more about what I believe in versus what society tells me to believe in and so that is all like that's what last week's episode was about all about um like the people pleasing and wanting to be more like Layla I think the title is I'm I'm jealous of my dog and it's because she is so motivated by herself and what she wants and what she feels and she doesn't have to worry about the people pleasing and what society thinks and the outside world. And so I really just compared how my fear of disappointing others and how that's really triggering for me drives my actions and my behaviors. Whereas her driving force is herself and what she wants. So if you want to hear more about that, you can go listen to last week's episode. But the important part is how I just was so into how the outside world perceived me and what others thought about me and meeting expectations and trying to be perfect. So that all ties into the conversation today. Basically, I was very motivated by others and the outside world and trying to live up to this perfect expectation or perfect standard. And that led me into thinking that I had to have kids by a certain age. I had to live in this kind of house. I had to have this kind of relationship and all of these different things. But first, let me give you a birth control update because I think that that's one of the reasons that I've been thinking about all of this recently. And I know a lot of people have been interested in my journey of getting off birth control. And so I wanted to give a little update on that. So far, getting off birth control has been 
honestly a breeze and it hasn't come with much turbulence so I am like honestly so blessed and thankful for that because I know sometimes different people getting off uh, the birth control pill or any type of hormonal birth control it can be like a lot of ups and downs and it's only been two months so there's definitely room to still have some roller coaster moments but so far it's been very easy I would say and I came off of the hormonal birth control pill so I don't didn't have an IUD I was on the same birth control for all the time that I was I was on it so for eight years and I just talked to my doctor about it talked to my therapist about it um, talk to basically anyone that it would potentially affect, which was mainly Bobby. <laughs> um, and we made sure that everyone was straight on everything before I came off birth control. But so far, it's been a really cool experience, especially because as I've gotten off, I have been actively learning so much about um, how hormones work in your body, how birth control affects your brain and your body and your mood and like anything and everything in between. And I've listened to so many podcasts, so many YouTubes, read some books, read lots of articles. I've been tracking my basal body temperature, which has been really fun. I've been using the temp drop armband and if you haven't heard of that, it's kind of like the aura ring, except it's just an armband that you wear at night and it takes your temperature overnight and calculates whatever your basal body temperature is and then syncs up via Bluetooth with the app and you can track it and like watch everything within the app, um, how your, your basal body temperature changes. And then from that, you can kind of figure out like when you're next period is going to be what phase you are in your cycle and like that's been a really fun thing to learn about all the different phases I'm really fortunate that it hasn't been super bad yet <laughs> I know it can get bad um, I would say like the window of opportunity for something to happen would be over like the next four to six months, you know, something could change, things come up, my mood could change, like, I don't know, anything could happen. But I think by like that six month mark, I will be like safe to say like I'm I'm good off birth control. But anyways, I've been really fortunate with how easy it's been for me and just being able to keep track of my temperature so easily with the temp drop armband thermometer you know my partner being so on board with everything and also willing to learn about it like that's honestly just a huge help in itself and you know having a support system through my doctor and my therapist and friends around me who are going through the same experience or who have and are just so willing to like share their knowledge with me so it's been just a really honestly great experience so far and there's been a lot of pros about it like I feel like my I feel like I have been able to fill my emotions without a cap if that makes sense like I feel if I'm happy I'm like as ha like I'm happier than I've ever been in the past eight years if I'm sad like I'm I'm sad but I 
like I'm, I don't want to say like I'm more sad, but like I'm just able to like move through my emotions better, if that makes sense. And I feel like I'm experiencing a deeper sense of my emotions and feelings, which is good. It's great. It's, it's really good. And like, that's a great thing, especially for like joy and happiness and gratefulness and awareness. Now for the like shitty parts, like being sad and depressed, like, yeah, that sucks because I'm probably experiencing those more than like what I would have whenever I was on birth control because I just feel like I'm experiencing all my emotions on a deeper level. But one of the reasons that I felt so confident coming off birth control was because I did have so many tools in my emotional mental health toolbox that if I did run into a road roadblock or a bump in the road, with my emotions coming off birth control, I felt like I had the necessary tools and support to like get through them. And that was a really important thing to me before I came off any kind of medication, but especially birth control because it does swing your hormones in, in so many different directions and does some crazy ass stuff that I've I've been learning about by reading this one book. Um, it's called Your Brain on Birth Control. And It's a really cool book because it talks about what birth control does to your body and your brain and all the different stuff and chemicals in your body, which is really cool. I love learning about that, but I really like that the author never really says like, don't take birth control because I feel like she's more so just like giving you information on how it works so that you can make an informed decision on whether or not you should get on birth control. The hot topic since I've came off birth control is, am I going to have kids? Am I coming off birth control because I want a baby? And the answer is no. (laughs) And typically I answer people by like, I'm just wanting to be more natural. And some people, especially in the Appalachian Mountains, which is where I'm from, don't understand that (laughs) Um, and to them it's like okay you are of age you're married you came off birth control that can only mean one thing and that is that I want to have a baby and it's just honestly the farthest thing away from the truth but if you asked my 15, 16, 17, 18-year-old self when she thought she was going to have a baby, I I would have already had a child by now or I would have been pregnant by now. And I'm sure like 16-year-old me is looking up and being like, you're doing everything right except you should be pregnant by now. (laughs) And it is so freaking crazy how the tables turn whenever it comes to these ideas about getting married and having kids and like following the steps on like, okay, this happens, then this happens, then that happens, then that happens, and then you die, right? It's so crazy how things just like work out like that. And I feel like I've seen this huge switch in the like 20 to 30 year olds. And I'm sure like the generation below what I am which is what like gen x or gen z I don't know I'm 
I'm on the cusp of being a millennial or a Gen Z, or I think. So I guess the next would be Gen X. So anyways, within all of those generations, I feel like there's been a big shift on what people think about having kids, even getting married, you know, even to the point that like some people just have like partners and they never get married, which is like a-okay. And all the things that have been coming up about um, diversity and different people's rights and ways to, to have a baby. There's so many different things that have been coming up, but I feel like there's been this huge shift in our various generations from like 20 to like 40 probably and what we think about having kids compared to our parents and grandparents but I feel like I have this extra layer of pressure or expectations added on because of where I grew up and how I grew up so I I grew up in Kentucky, which is very, like, Appalachian. Some people consider it the South, but, like, it's definitely not the South compared to, um, like, obviously, like, Georgia and Alabama. But it's definitely of the same kind of, like, community in that it was very much a culture based on, like, religion And I definitely live in the Bible Belt. And so a lot of the beliefs and perceptions are from this like old religious community cultural feel, if that makes sense. And sometimes it kind of feels like there's only one path to go and that's you get married, well, you court, you know, you go on dates and you court, (laughs) you have courtship, and then you get married, and then you buy a house, and then you have a baby, and then you have more babies, and more babies, and more babies, and it's this whole, like, upbringing and community upbringing aspect of it, of, like, people have these perceptions and these ideas about how you should live your life, And I'm really thankful for social media, honestly, in this time because I see how other people are able to do it. And so it gives me hope that I'm able to do whatever I feel like is best for me as well. But there's still so many people that have this way of thinking that it's it's this one path and you just did step two, now move on to step three. And it's the only way to go. And so there's just been so many questions. And maybe I even just kind of like think that that's what other people are thinking or think that that's what other people are hoping for me. But there have definitely been some questions that are like, oh, you're getting off birth control. That must mean that you want a baby. My parents had me when they were 35 And back then, that was very old to have a baby. And there were even like concerns about if my mom was going to be able to go through labor with me because she was in this like older crowd of people who were having babies. And I always thought to myself whenever I was like 15, 16, 17, up until I was probably 
well, up until we we got Layla, honestly, I always thought to myself, oh, I want to have kids younger so that my parents will be able to experience them and they can get so much gratitude out of having a grandchild and getting able to experience so much joy with them. And I wanted that and I wanted to have kids so young because my parents had me so late, like later in life. And I didn't want to wait until I was 35 as well because that would make them 70 whenever they were getting getting to experience their their grandchild. So I always thought to myself, I wanted to have kids by the time I was like 26, which would literally be now almost like I would be pregnant right now, (laughs) Um, that I thought I would have kids by 26 because that would give them ample time to experience their grandkids and have so much time to play with them and take them to school and do different things with them before they got too old. And it was all because they had me when they were 35 and I felt like I had to make up for that. Felt like I had to make up for that in terms of time, if that makes sense. Like they had me later, so I needed to have my kids earlier so that they could experience joy and happiness and pleasure. And that pressure was on me to have kids by a certain age. So if you listened to last week's episode... This is all really starting to come together about my fear of disappointing people and my fear of people pleasing and my fear of, or not really my fear, but my putting everyone else before myself. So I always thought I would be having kids by the time I was 26, which would be now. I would be pregnant now, and that's so hard for me to imagine now that I'm actually here, but I... I thought I would have kids by 26, which meant I had to get married by the time I was 24, which meant I would have to be in a relationship with somebody for at least like what, two or three years, which puts me at, I had to be in a relationship by the time that I was 21. Well, lucky for me, (laughs) Bobby and I started dating in high school. So we went to the same high school. We actually dated in eighth grade, but we went to the same high school and we didn't date throughout high school. We were only together for like, I don't know, three months in eighth grade, but then we rekindled the flame our senior year and I had been going through a lot in terms of my own mental health and masking it and going through some stuff with other people in my life and their mental health. And I developed this very anxious attachment style with Bobby. And looking back, I feel like this all kind of stemmed from me knowing that I was going through some anxiety and I had seen how other people were treated if they had mental health issues. And so Knowing that I was in this like normal high school relationship, I was like, oh my gosh, I better not screw it up. I better keep him for forever. I better do everything he wants so he never gets mad at me and he never breaks up with me. And therefore, my plan 
to get married by this certain time and have kids by this certain time can all work out and everyone around me can be pleased and everyone around me can see me as this like perfect standard for what or how things should be for a young woman. (laughs) And saying that out loud is like really fucking strange if you want to know the truth because I just can't believe my teenage and like young adult brain worked like that but I I mean looking back on it I really do think that's like how how my brain thought and how my brain was like thinking about how I should like survive honestly and it's kind of a scary thing thinking about like well I thought of that so I'm sure there's like tons of other girls thinking in that way and ugh that like gives me the chills to like think about that and I feel so hurt that I went through that and that I was so controlled by that and I don't want that for anybody else which that's that's I could go on that for forever that's like my whole mission is because I just don't want people to ever experience like what I've been through and what I've seen others go through and so that's really like my driving force to keep talking about mental health and keep putting myself out there and keep putting out all these vulnerable things. But back on the topic of I was in this relationship with Bobby, I was like, okay, I'm ahead of schedule with my plan. (laughs) Um, And so I really developed this like anxious attachment style, which is a whole other podcast episode topic. But the point being is that I was ahead of schedule (laughs) for my plan to be married by 24, have kids by 26, and therefore I would please everyone around me, especially my parents. And I should have mentioned this last episode, but I totally forgot and I was thinking about it afterwards, but I talk a lot about how I put a lot of pressure on myself to not disappoint my parents, especially Like, I would try to get good grades to not disappoint them. I would try to act the way that they wanted me to act and different things. But it was all because I didn't want to disappoint them or displease them. And I should say that my parents never asked a lot from me. They asked me to try my best. And they gave me lots and lots and lots of positive reinforcement. And I think that's what really kind of ingrained all of this in my brain but my parents never put pressure on me like at least not unnecessary pressure like yeah they wanted me to you know do my homework but they didn't say like you have to get all A's and they didn't tell me that like I had to choose a certain major to be successful they gave me guidance and they gave me lots of encouragement but they never put pressure on me in like an unnecessary way all the pressure came from myself and I feel like that's something important that I should just throw out there up until like three years ago I was so gun-ho on having kids like I was so excited honestly I thought I was gonna be like the best mom I felt like I had all the tools I felt like I was so freaking capable And it all changed whenever Layla started to have her behavioral issues. She literally turned this whole thought of having kids and being a mom upside down for me. 
I literally went from dreaming about kids and being a mom to swearing that I will never, ever, ever have a child because of my dog and her behavioral issues and the emotions that it put me through. The way I was not able to control my emotions and my reactions whenever it came to Layla was just honestly life-altering. It was the first time that I felt like I didn't have any kind of control over a situation and I'm happy that it was with a dog and with Layla instead of an actual skin baby, (laughs) instead of a fur baby. But at the same time, going through what I did with her and experiencing the lowest of lows and not being able to control myself whenever she would have a reaction and all of the the guilt that I went through and like figuring out the pressure that I was putting on myself and us because I saw her as a piece of work, a piece of work that I was doing and it wasn't coming out the way I expected and learning from all of that and growing and healing from all of that. I'm so glad that it was with a dog and not a human child, not a skin baby, (laughs) right? Because I think it would have been so much harder with an actual child. And I, if I ever have kids, I don't want to fuck that up. But going through what I did with Layla made me think I was not capable of having kids because I just could not control my emotions. I mean, I would cry so, 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 so much if Layla were to even just bark back at me. Whenever we were going through the whole crate aggression situation with her and she was barking at me and snarling towards us, I lost it. I I couldn't control myself. I couldn't control my emotions. I felt so just fueled with like rage and anger and upset and resentment and literally like every bad emotion that you could think of. And I didn't know how to process that and work through that and feel it basically. And because of that, I told myself that I wasn't able to control or handle or manage my emotions. And if I couldn't manage my emotions with a dog barking back at me, how in the world was I going to handle my emotions whenever my kid told me that they didn't love me because I didn't fix them the right kind of mac and cheese? Or they told me that they were mad at me because I didn't let them go to their friends? Or they were crying at every hour of the day and I didn't know how to control my emotions because I just was so flustered with the the noise sensitivity and just needing to do something every single second of every single day because I had a human child that was my responsibility that needed attention. Like if I couldn't do that with a dog who I could put in her crate or I could leave with somebody else for a few hours here and there to go give myself a break. Like, how was I going to be able to do that with a child? 
So I told myself for almost two years that I wasn't emotionally capable or emotionally fit to have a kid or have have any kind of kids be a mom in any way because of how much I went through with Layla. I just did not think that I was going to be emotionally stable enough to have a kid and provide what they needed because I just I just didn't think that I was going to be able to do that. I, I felt like a bad mom at times to Layla because I did things out of frustration and I felt really guilty at times and I felt unmotivated at times and I was lazy and I had really bad thought processes and I was just lots of self-sabotage and all of this like really nasty, messy stuff, honestly. And I told myself like all of this with just being a dog mom. So how was I going to be able to handle being an actual mom? Well, I just told myself I wasn't. And I kind of hid behind this whole dink, double income, no kids lifestyle that people are are talking about nowadays and it's where where you don't have kids and you embrace it and it's it's a lifestyle choice to not have kids and live that way and that's awesome that is really really great that people are are doing that and embracing it and living their best lives that way but for so long I was dead set on having kids and so this just did a 180 for me It wasn't like, oh, I have always been iffy about having kids. It was like I was so wholeheartedly like dead set, ready to be a mom. One, because I thought that that was like what I was supposed to do in my life. Like every woman should be a mom kind of thing. And that goes back to the whole like cultural, religious upbringing that I was talking about. And so one side of me was like, that's just like what every girl is supposed to do is like be a mom, like you dream of being a mom. But then another side of me like wanted to be a mom because I wanted to have something of my own. And it's kind of like how I was with Layla where I wanted to have something of my own to be able to control, to be able to have like my work on it, if that makes sense. So, like, both of those things, like, are very either outside standards coming into play or it's, like, very egotistical, I feel like. But then part of me, too, I feel like I've just always wanted to be a mom for, like, the actual nurturing side of it to, like, have that feminine aspect come out. But whenever we we got Layla and she was going through all of her behavioral stuff that just made me do a complete 180 and I hid behind this like dink lifestyle or like no no kid lifestyle that people are are loving nowadays, which is awesome. But like it just was such a flip for me and it made me feel really shameful that I wasn't being honest about why I didn't want kids anymore and it made me feel really bad to like admit that I didn't feel like I was emotionally fit to have a kid and I don't know I just kind of felt like a letdown in a lot of ways but like I hid behind this no kid lifestyle that people are now embracing 
and it made me feel better. But at the end of the day, I knew deep down like why I didn't want to have kids. And that was because I didn't feel like I was emotionally capable enough to have a kid because of what I went through with Layla during our lowest of low times. So that now brings us to today where I am in my growing and healing era where I have lots of tools in my toolbox because of Layla (laughs) and realizing that my emotions were out of control and I didn't know how to properly process or manage or reflect and do something about the feelings I was having, sit with my emotions at times, talk to people about them, be honest about them, be proud of having these emotions and helping people with theirs because of my experiences. Like I've been through so much in the past what, like three years of having Layla? And in that, I have gained these tools in my toolbox where now I feel like I'm able to sit here confidently and say, I feel like I am emotionally stable enough to have a kid and be a good mom and provide all of the safety and nurture and healing and space for a kid if I had one but I wouldn't be at this place feeling so confident in my decision emotionally if it wasn't for Layla and for the challenges that we went through together and how I learned to become a team with her and how I learned to communicate with her and how I learned to communicate with Bobby through having through having Layla you know it's been like a really big partnership and I, the thing is, is that if we wouldn't have had Layla, I would have been on my life journey to be married by 24, have kids by 26, and do what I thought every girl should do. And even though that I am now in this place where I'm open to having kids, I'm not going to say like I'm really like one way or the other. I'm just like more open to the idea. And it's because I'm in this like healthier and emotional mental space. But it's just so odd for me to think about that if I wouldn't have gone through this with Layla and been through this like whole transformation healing journey because of her, that I would have had to go through some of these really, really, really hard lessons with a human child whose life I could seriously fuck up if I wasn't emotionally like mature and capable and willing to work on myself. I used to think that I would be the perfect mom because... I would do all the right things. I would meet all the expectations. I would check all the check boxes on the societal standards list of what a perfect mom should be. But now I think I would be not the perfect mom, but a mom that was willing to communicate, be playful be in touch with her emotions and willing to process them and work on herself through them, be a mom that didn't care what others thought, 
a mom that didn't put pressure on a child because of her expectations and her agenda, you know, be a mom that let their kid be whoever they wanted to be and hold space for that. Be a mom that was actually in partnership with the dad and had a healthy relationship with them and a healthy communication system with them and modeled what teamwork looks like. And I don't think that I would have been capable of all those things as a mom if it wasn't for Layla. And that makes me really grateful. (laughs) And I'm definitely a little teary-eyed now. One, because it's just like this really beautiful thing for me to think about how having her as my dog has turned one of my greatest goals from so dead set on it to completely against it to now I'm open for I'm open I'm open about it I'm open to thinking about it again and I don't really foresee it in the near future to have kids but it's just a really cool and beautiful and unique thing I think to see this transformation in myself because of my dog I actually feel like this is one of the more vulnerable things I have ever shared, mainly because I have had a lot of shame around that. And I think telling you this, telling this story, releases a little bit of that shame. And if you are like me and you grew up thinking one thing and then your dog completely changed your mind about it, you are not alone. And if it's something as big as having a, having a kid and being a mom or being a parent one day, then I hope this brings you some comfort in knowing that you aren't alone and that it is a really, really big thing to go through this roller coaster of emotions with your dog and that it can make you think certain things about yourself and about the world and make you see things from a different lens. And sometimes it's not always happy. It can be crappy. But with every crappy comes at least two things. And you can view these as a happy if you would like. I try to view them as a happy. But with every crappy, you can at least find a lesson that you learned and give yourself time to feel and process and give yourself that comfort and space within yourself or find it within somebody else and connect them that way. And for me, all of these crappy self-sabotaging thought process moments that I had about myself because of Layla is now turning around and I'm learning lessons from it and I'm holding space for myself and it's turning into quite a happy If you related to any of this, I am here for you. My DMs are always open and I hope this episode and the topic brought you a little bit of comfort in knowing that you aren't alone. With that being said, I think this is the end of this episode and I will talk to you next week, same time, same place.
Thank you all for listening to another episode of the Dog Mom Mentality Podcast. My name is Caroline. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Dog Mom Mentality. And if you haven't already, please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you are listening. I hope you have a great rest of your day. And if nothing else, I hope you get to play with your dog today. Bye.